It's game time. Bill and T and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day T podcast mm-hmm. with your host, Say my name, D. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm excited. I'm smiling. You can't see it because you're listening, obviously. But welcome to the Game Day Tea. I'm your host, D. Gill. I am so excited because I have a former classmate with me. Hi, well, high school mate, uh, Sita Lamb. Welcome to the Game Day Tea, Sita. Hey, what's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. No problem. It is so good to see you because I feel like I haven't even talked to you in so, so long. A backstory, we went to high school, Martin Luther King and Latonia, Georgia together, in the marching band together, played the same instrument, trombone. And so you're wondering, why is Sita even a guest on my show right now? And because (laughs) I was scrolling, sir through my little Facebook one afternoon and I see this uh, picture and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this cut of built as dude on my Facebook? And I said, is that a whole bodybuilder out here, y'all? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying, I'm trying. No, you did, you did. Um, So, that's what this is a obviously LGBTQ sports related podcast. So I had to get you on the podcast to talk about your transition, if you will, to being a bodybuilder. So first off, uh, first tell everybody what you identify as and what are your pronouns. Um, I identify as the cis gender male. So um, he, you know, uh, him. I'm, okay. Those are my pronouns. So <laughs> are you now? Do you identify as gay as well? Uh, yes, yeah, identify as okay. gay. Okay, yeah. tell me, Sita, how in the world did you even get into bodybuilding? Well, of course, uh, you know, we were in the band together, so that would, that's what built my athletic endurance for mm-hmm. anything, and um, it led to my passion of dance. Now, you know, the dance industry is a very, very... Um, chew you up, spit you out type of industry. And if you're not looking the part or up to part, you will not get booked. So um, what led me into bodybuilding was just maintaining my fitness levels just to look the part. Mm -hmm. And that led into getting hired overseas to be a fitness instructor as well. I taught spin, I taught dance cardio. I did HIIT training, functional training overseas in China, Shanghai, Beijing, Taiwan. Um, at seven different studios there and then coming back it just made me a little more competitive in that edge to want to dive into other avenues of sport fitness and bodybuilding has always been one of them because um, I was always a small lean guy so I wanted to push my limits to see how cut up how big I can get Mm -hmm. and just how disciplined and determined I can be in a sport of bodybuilding take take me through that discipline what does it require like what's the diet like the exercise like how is it normal I mean different from just like a regular person just in the gym just for like maintain fitness (laughs) so um the running joke and I guess because I'm still new to the bodybuilding world but the running joke for right now between my teammates are like people think we're crazy to put ourselves through this rigorous 16 to 12 weeks 
prep, right? Mm -hmm. um, where we're cutting down our carbs, we are um, taking natural supplements because the show or the the league I'm in, NPC, um, was more so, you know, based on natural supplements, you know, um, just to keep your build together. Okay. But um, the diet and the like either the intense workouts or intense cardio or intense tanning, intense, you know, um, sauna, like sweating yourself out. Mm -hmm. So people think we're crazy, right? But then yeah. we're thinking that the normal people, everyday lifestyle people are crazy because like, oh, you're just doing that to maintain. Like, there's no fun in that. They're like, oh, <laughs> you know, build your chest up, go, go a little harder. So mm -hmm. wow. um, that's kind of like the running joke for us. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really rigorous. So it's like um, 16 to 12 weeks we prep before a show. Okay. So you go throughout a whole layout. Um, I um, personally joined a team because even though I'm a fitness instructor, fitness coach and trainer myself, I need a coach to help lead me in this sport, right? Because uh, right. bodybuilding is still a sport because mm -hmm. um, not everyone's going to know how to do it or how um, they'll rhyme or reason mm -hmm. uh, a way to place or like to win. Shout out to Team Outlaw. I hired a coach, um, Law, Rake Law Fit on Instagram, and he helped guide me through um, my second show. This is actually my second show that I went through. He put me through a 12-week rig uh, rigorous uh, meal plan that includes of like increments of certain amount of proteins, carbs, vegetables, what type of vegetables you can and can't have. Oh, wait a minute. What, what can I have? Well, right now, just know that our favorite vegetable as a bodybuilder athlete is asparagus, Brussels sprouts. Like that's huh? going to be in a meal plan regardless anyway, <laughs> right? Okay. I'm so tired of it. I, you know, I, it's just a bit much. So I took a break right now. I'm taking uh -huh. a break right now myself. <laughs> but um, so it's down to the like scaling science, right? The amount of what you're eating. Yeah. And then from there, you uh, add on the workout. Now, of course, any trainer would tell you or any uh, sports enthusiast would tell you like, yeah, you can work out as hard as you want to, but if you don't eat right, mm -hmm. it's not going to be beneficial. Yeah. And in the sport of bodybuilding, that concept right there is what you are going to, that's going to lead you and guide you throughout the whole competition process because right. if you're not eating right um once you work out you're not going to get the results you want yeah abs so, are born in the kitchen right yeah so abs are made mm -hmm. in the kitchen and yeah. honestly that is the truth that's the reason why <laughs> i really got cut up yeah. um, and then it's also like your discipline so how bad do you want it i mean that's like with anything um yeah like you said earlier we were in the marching band right yeah. how bad do we want the, to win this battle of the band yeah. Like, how bad do we want to, like, be the best in show, right, in yeah. halftime? Mm -hmm. And you have to want it and um, surround yourself with people who want it just as bad. Yeah. So that's the reason why uh, going with the team actually helped me, like, the competitive spirit of, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. Like, okay. And they're, like, boosting you on. And some teammates are in your same category. So it's fun to see what package that they are like preparing for themselves for competition because in a sense you work out with them 
right? Mm-hmm. You're pushing right. them just as hard as they're pushing you. And then you're like, oh, I'm gonna look, you know, I'm a child better than you. No, I'm a child better than you. <laughs> and right. you go from there. So it's it takes a lot of discipline because mm. anybody can go and grab like what's convenient, right? To eat. Yep. Like if you're not disciplined enough to meal prep, that is what's gonna kind of throw you off. And when you really think about it, when people say what they can't have or can have when they eat, that kind of is the making point for, or breaking point for an athlete. Yeah. Because sometimes like there's been times, well, it's only been two times, but my peak week, which is like, if you pledged or anything, is like hell week. Okay. Right? Yeah. And you can't have anything. Like you have to have, you have to stay to that diet because yeah. anything that throws you off can throw your body off because your body is such an amazing machine mm-hmm. that say you eat something with a little more sodium a little more salt that's why you have a coach the coach will be like hey check in pictures and he's like why you look a little bloated and you're like <laughs> he gonna be getting down together like that do he, he my coach <laughs> he does like <laughs> i commend law which is his name he gets you right together there was one time i sent a check-in picture he He's like, why your lower abs look bloated? He's like, how much water are you drinking? And it's definitely a science to it. And I know the day before I didn't finish my whole uh, gallon and a half. I just mm-hmm. made it to a gallon. And that half a gallon made slightly of difference. And he was just like, I can tell. He's like, drink more water. And then he upped it to like two gallons, like drink more water. That's all I asked. He's like, that's all I asked. And I drank <laughs> I water. I can't so imagine much. that much water. Wow. That's amazing to learn that discipline, man. Like, yeah, it it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of mental power. Yeah, and I think coming from band, coming from dance, I had that, but there was a there there were some points during like my preps and stuff Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I want to quit, you know. And that's why you you honestly have to have a team because if there's no one there to support you, like, man, you already made it this far. There's no point in quitting. What do you miss the most for anything you cut back, cut out like for bodybuilding to make sure that you're I, at the top? I have the major, I have a major sweet tooth. Okay. So, yeah. and you know, we're from the South. So I missed mm-hmm. my sweet tea. You're right. I wasn't able to have sweet tea. I definitely <laughs> they say don't drink that. your calories. They say, uh-huh. don't drink, they say don't drink your calories. No, so you I don't. Go to yeah. restaurants, I get water. Like I, I, yeah. I do that at least. <laughs> well, I mean, now you're on the, uh, West Coast, you know, West Coast don't believe in sweet tea. Right, they don't at so, all. You know, <laughs> they don't have Chick-fil-A, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to me, we Chick-fil-A. got four Chick-fil-A's in the state. Okay, about four, okay? <laughs> I know, because there's one in Santa Monica and there's one in um, Hollywood and I, because I used to live in SoCal, so I know. <laughs> I know. It was just sweets. For me, it was just sweets yeah. and that was my, like, granted, when it, when, when it was taken away from me, I, when it was out of sight, out of mind, yes. But then again, like I was prepping through a lot of birthdays. Mm-hmm. Um, this bodybuilding prep or competition prep I went through this time, um, I didn't miss Thanksgiving. I didn't miss Christmas. So thank God. Right. But yeah, <laughs> I did birthday. a lot of birthdays and a yeah. lot of like outdoor gatherings. But even due to COVID, we weren't allowed to have. Those were the small things that I did miss, like a birthday cake. A slice of bread cake. I would love him. Like I know. I, I saw like the pictures of you all getting together for Brian, our friend Brian, who played in the band. Um, 
well, at, with me in college, but you all are good friends. Like I saw you all, and I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder how, like, what, is he, can he eat anything he wants to? It was like, yeah, <laughs> I did. That was Thanksgiving. I was able to eat whatever. And I'm a small guy, but I, I, I throw it down when I eat. So everyone's just surprised how much I eat. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that, yeah. <laughs> I want to ask, because I always wanted to know this. How is like, how do they pick? <laughs> this is going to sound really crazy and stupid, but I don't care. How do they pick like the color tan? Like what? Like what does it go so, by? Like, are there different, better brands? Like what? <laughs> so I thought the same thing. I, so like myself, I was just like, oh, they may pick a complexion like a little darker than me, but you know it's gonna look natural as possible. Yeah. No, no man. There's only a one sport competitive color tan from wow. what I found out, and everyone gets the same color. No matter what color help. you start off with, huh? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> And everyone gets the same color, and it's more so the way your body absorbs it mm-hmm. that it will help highlight certain aspects of your body, certain features, like your best features and things like that. Yeah. And the tanning person uh, contacts you before you go get your tan. You usually have to exfoliate. So I use like um, the exfoliating bag or whatever two or three days before, like every other day. You don't do it every day, but every other day to get your body acclimated to kind of like almost like when you sand a surface of something to paint mm-hmm. for it to absorb and capture. Right. And that's the same thing with your skin to kind of uh, break the top layer of the skin. So the tan, the spray tan can be absorbed into your skin. So you can highlight certain assets of your body wow. for that's the stage. Okay. Well, everybody listening, that was new to me. So hopefully you all got some little tea on that because that's pretty cool. Now this is some interesting tea on this episode, y'all. But we got to take a quick little break. The bill's got to be paid. <laughs> and we'll be right back with the Game Day Tea. Welcome back to the Game Day Tea. I'm your host, D. Gill, and I'm talking to Seetha Lamb about bodybuilding. You mentioned NPC, right? And yeah. you being uh, gay, what has your experience been like being a gay bodybuilder? Honestly, uh, it's been good because, in a sense, bodybuilding the sport, it made from the outside look just a very hypomasculine masculine sport like mm-hmm. macho macho and like it's only only but masculine energy yeah however you will be surprised how much or how many openly gay men participate in the sport mm-hmm. granted you know some more identify as like the cisgender but then there's also some that has the feminine energy or feminine trait that still partake or participate in the bodybuilding sport oh. so it's not it's not necessary, necessarily like outcast or anything. So mm-hmm. I, I felt good. Um, my coach personally, who is my best friend, he competed and he competed in a class like of guys that were 6'2", very big, very macho. Uh-huh. And if you know my best friend, he more so uh, loves and embraces feminine energy. So that showed on stage. And sometimes when people, granted, it's just aesthetics that you're looking for. However, you can still turn it on and turn it off like in a macho sense, but that just sucks that it labels like that. Yeah. However, there's still like, you can still be macho and still be a little soft. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and he was able to execute, he made it uh, first in, in his class, 
person open wow. and he did pretty good so it, i feel like just even coming after him a little more comfortable because there are other people are more openly gay guys i mean granted yes it may have been taboo uh in the past <laughs> because like i said it's such a masculine hyper masculine macho yeah. macho type of sport throughout my childhood growing up until frankly to be honest with you till we are talking right now i always thought of it as some hyper masculine straight type of sport it never really crossed my mind that well i should have but um yeah so that's good to know that it's not you know some it, you just broke down that stereotype for me in my mind and that's what i like yeah. doing about this podcast because i want to feature people that participate in different types of sports to say talk about it hey this is what this is really like get the inside tea okay that's what i want bodybuilding is not necessarily a sport that people actually like dive in to know more because it's already from the surface oh that's kind of like a a gym rat like a, a iron pumping guy type of mm -hmm. thing like mm, you have to either be in it or not be in it you know right. and it's weird because even though me teaching spin teaching like dance cardio you would think that I wouldn't be interested in it because when you lift or go into resistance training, it's more slower. You lift heavier mm -hmm. and you build a little more versus like cardio that kind of like shreds you sure. down or build your endurance and you're just, you just have lean muscle and yeah. you're just going, right? So, so are you doing more weight, less reps? a lot of the times or is it kind of when like I'm, combination when i'm gaining yes okay. so like there's still um just like with any sport there's an on season and an off season mm -hmm. so your on season would be the 16 to 12 weeks prep before the competition date okay and then your off season is before that so like right now i'm in my off season so i haven't chose um a date for my next show next year i'm one of the smaller guys and I need to, my, a lot of my feedback from my competition is I need to be a little bigger, a little bigger, a little bigger, which is fine. And mm -hmm. I'm comfortable with that feedback. Um, some people tend to do their first or second show and then they place or they don't place and then they're done. Yeah. But like I said, it's a sport. You have to go back if you want to be better. So I want to get better and become better. And that's why I'm going back, but I just don't know which show yet. However, I want to prepare like my best package again. Like my last package was one of the best packages I ever had. Only it's the second show. I want to be better than that. Right. So, so I'm going um, to prep myself to become a little heavier. So okay. yes, it's going to be lower, less reps, heavier weight. Give me some insider information here. Take uh, like, what do they judge you all on? So your competition, you're there. Like, what are they? What are some things that the judges are looking for? So with any other like with any competition, there's categories. Mm -hmm. So my category is uh, men's physique. So men's physique, uh, more so for what I take away from the judgment of it is symmetry, and how you're conditioned right you can be big they want they will like that like you can be bigger like because that's my main feedback however um a lot of my positive feedback was i'm very symmetric um my condition which is like the cardio or the shredding process mm -hmm. which makes you lean out and shows your muscle a little more um was good 
However, if I can do that at a larger scale, that's what um, the judges on my behalf was looking for. And that's all I can explain to for that category for men's physique, which is the upper aesthetics. So the top half okay. of you and the right and left of you. Okay. So well, if you're even from your upper body mm-hmm. on down to your waist, and if you, we work on legs, so don't get me wrong, okay. but they're judging more <laughs> so from your waist on up. Yeah. Because there's other categories like classic physique, which okay. you you judge on the lower half and bottom half, and you work on symmetry as well as up, bottom, right, and left. You know, so you have to yeah. break it into like four squares, right? right. You have to look even all around. Wow. And there is also uh, women's figure, women's bikini, which they also look at different things on the women's feature of the body. Mm-hmm. Right. So women's figure figure is almost like a women's bodybuilder. And then bikini is more so like the men's physique where it's just aesthetics. You look the upper body and lower bodies even for you as a woman and you know, things like that. And I wouldn't know because I'm not a woman competing right. in bikini. However, right. <laughs> um, you know, so do you there's different categories? So yeah. So you so you focus up more upper body, right? What break down the different muscle groups that you specifically work on, like during your training? So for me, during my training, um, I don't know, maybe my genes or whatever, but <laughs> my chest was my weakest muscle. So okay. it was the it was the smallest muscle that I had to work. So I had to work that three times a week, only to make sure it grows, right? <laughs> and then I had um, shoulders. So shoulders, I did that almost every day Okay. because we want that to cap your shoulders to make yourself like even from that shoulder, broad shoulder line to kind of give you almost the hourglass or uh, hourglass or champion trophy shape mm. on a man, okay. right? Okay, yeah. And then your backs. So shoulder and backs, I did every, almost every day. Okay. I had to have that every day. <laughs> but then chest, I did three times a week. Arms, I was able to touch it two times a week. And then legs, I was uh, able to touch twice a week as well. I had splits. So I had two muscle groups each time I worked out to cover everything. And then I will have one rest day. And my rest day will always alternate because we worked out six days a week. So once you work out six days a week, it restarts Sunday. That means, say, if you started on, uh, was it Sunday? It was, what, Saturday? And then you rest again. Mm-hmm. and then you'll start all over again and then you'll start all over again the same sequence now there's other athletes who would have three days rest and then four days work so it depends on what your body type was and our coach was very adamant you do your workout your split like don't do anyone else's workout and there have been times where I'm trying to work out with my teammate <laughs> and we're, we're looking at each other like well what's your split for today and uh-huh. They're like, well, it's chest and shoulders. And then he's like, well, my chest and triceps. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to do the same (laughs) chest workout, but we split for like the shoulders and triceps because you have to do what your body type needs versus what we all are generally like, oh, we can work out together. No, it doesn't kind of work like that. (laughs) Right. So, I, I mean, and then like, don't get me wrong, just because men's physique, you're judged on the top half, 
you have to work out your legs. Like, oh yeah, I that's my best feature. So I <laughs> prefer to work on my legs before uh, anything else, you know. And then, mm-hmm. but then that kind of explains why my chest looks like it does. So. <laughs> We're our own worst enemies, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I- so, but you know, it is what it is. Well, I do have to ask this one last question because I and I asked everybody this question about their sport. How do you feel bodybuilding can be more LGBTQ inclusive? Well, it already has because bodybuilding has bridged a gap to have trans men or trans women compete. They have their own league. And I'm not necessarily familiar with the name. However, there's just been like news and I've read up and researched about it where it's kind of inclusive where it's not necessarily like outcasting outcasting uh, LGBTQIA if I forget you know mm-hmm. please forgive me <laughs> the natural nature of the sport doesn't actually exclude but then they also have become more inclusive when they have added like leagues for trans uh, genders who like women who wants to compete you know who already has transitioned and competing as a man and they are now identifying as a man you know um they have had that uh league and there's been winners and there's actually been champions who placed and have been well known that's pretty that's pretty good that answer you know sometimes when i ask people that questions like oh yes we can do this we can do that they can do this they can do that and the fact that you're participating in the sport and you feel like bodybuilding has come a long way is what we're aiming for we, yeah you know, we hope to not have to be able to ask this question one day yeah and you know for it to be like for lgbq to community to steer away from participating right mm-hmm. um we're just like to me once i joined uh, or just participate in the sport I, I was just surprised in the amount of the community that's actually in the sport mm-hmm. and it makes it uh, comforting, you know, like yeah. that I'm, I don't have to shy away or hide who I really am in the sport because actually in actuality, it's pageantry. Like mm-hmm. it's a beauty pageant with your body mm-hmm. and you have a pose coach, you have the art of posing, right? You have a way of like, I'm presenting, this is me. This is how I look in the best light. Okay. And when you think about it, like, do straight men do pageantry? No, but yeah. do they do bodybuilding? Yes. Is it the same thing? Yes. You know, so it's like, <laughs> you, you have to look at it like that. So, yeah. Wow. So, Sita, tell everybody where, if they've been just listening to our podcast for the past 30 minutes or so, and just have been dying to see what you actually look like, how can somebody check out <laughs> what you look like, uh, your body like a bodybuilding picture of you like working hopefully i sound pleasing to the eye you know (laughs) (laughs) but you can find me on instagram um at i am sita s-i-t-h-a underscore t or on facebook at sita t dot lamb um the t is very um pronounced so you have to put that t in every time you try to find (laughs) my name 
because <laughs> that's like C to T, right? And that's the T. Everybody listening, I hope you enjoy Sita as much as I did catching up with the old uh, high school mate. And just remember everybody to be true, be you, and be fierce, okay? Thank you, Sita, for coming on. No, thank you for having me. No problem. Bye-bye. Bye.